You are listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White and today I'd like to talk about five simple ways to increase positivity. This episode is really critical, I think, at this time in our lives. There are so many people who are feeling anxious, upset, all those sorts of negative emotions and we're seeing it a lot on social media. We're seeing people who are catastrophizing things and taking offence at things and I don't know about you, but there's nothing good about feeling that way for me. There's no way I want to feel any of those things. So I'd like to introduce to you the concept of of positivity, what it's all about, why it matters, and then to finish with some simple ways for you to build your own positivity. Sound good? Let's dive in. Let's start about with a definition. Before we can talk about how to increase positivity, we need to know what it is that we're talking about. After all, the things that will feel positive for me might be different than the things that feel positive for you. So let's get a definition that we can all work with together. The landmark work of PhD Barbara Fredrickson has a fairly broad definition of positivity, but it goes into a bit of depth, and I'd like to use that as the starting point, as the as the recognised definition, I suppose. Barbara Fredrickson says that positivity comes in many shapes and sizes. It's the cousin of the more hedonistic pleasure. It's based in love. And it's expressed in 10 main forms, which I'll talk about in a moment. So positivity is what you make it, but it does have some defined traits, is the message. It underpins success in any area of life. And what I love about positivity is that it makes the journey to get there easier and sweeter. Imagine for yourself right now if you felt joy about the things that you were doing, that you felt connected with the people that you saw every day, that you felt comfort and nourished, that you had a sense of gratitude, that you are often or more often than not feeling good, that you were enjoying the journey and not in a rush to reach the finish line. What would that be like for you? And how is that different from what you're experiencing right now? I will say, and as many of the positivity researchers and life coaches around will confirm and agree with, negativity exists, we can't get rid of it, and it does have a purpose. In the Taoist sense, we could not know and appreciate positivity unless we also knew its opposite, which is negativity. So sure, life's not meant to be 100% positive, but we do have the capacity to improve and develop more positive habits so that we can enjoy a more enriched experience of life. So with that being said, let's talk about Barbara Fredrickson's 10 forms or aspects of positivity. I'll go through by listing each one and giving a brief overview of what that's about. Firstly, there's joy, that is relishing the bright light feelings that come up when things are going right for you. There's gratitude, which is the acknowledgement of all that you have. There's serenity, a sense of peace that everything is as it should be. There's interest, a sense of feeling engaged, fascinated and compelled to explore. 
There's hope, a sense of optimism and belief that things can change. There's pride, a sense of accomplishment of what you have said or done. There's amusement, the freedom of laughter and sharing and connection with others. There's a real lightness to amusement, which I love. There's inspiration, the ability to transcend the ordinary and rivet attention. This is one of my personal favourites. I love feeling inspired. To me, this links with creativity and the possibilities. And they're endless in my mind. (laughs) Sometimes I have too much inspiration. The next one is awe, noticing goodness on a grand scale, and love, the glue that binds it all together. Love raises your levels of oxytocin, which is a feel-good hormone, and progesterone. And both of those create biological responses that are linked with lifelong bonds and trust and intimacy. It's interesting that I saw an article a while ago on the types of social media posts that were most shared, and those that Uh, inspired gratitude or love and amusement were the most often shared types of posts. So if you're in business, it's really great to know about positivity and what people react to and respond to because it's going to help you to create more engaging content. Now back to the definition. We've talked about those 10 areas and what positivity is And I also want to mention something called the positivity ratio, which researchers have come up with to quantify positive and negative emotions and give you a score. And why would you use that? Well, it's a tool that you can use to increase positivity in your own life. By knowing what your score is, then you can figure out which areas need work and you can work on them to improve your score. I'll talk about that ratio in another episode, but right now let's explore positivity in more depth so that you understand why we would even bother building it, and then we'll talk about five ways to build it. So why do you think positivity matters? There are probably lots of reasons, but here are some that I can think of which I think are most important. I've come up with a list of five, and as you're listening to these, I invite you to see what comes to your mind. What are some other reasons that you think positivity is important, maybe to you personally? The first one I came up with is that positivity is attractive. Think about it. We love to be around people who create positive energy and atmosphere. It's motivating and it's inspiring and exciting. It helps us to relax and let our guard down, feel more engaged and connected and to feel lighter and freer. That's my opinion and that's why I think positivity is attractive for me. I like being around positive things and people. The second one is that positivity in groups or tribes can empower member persistence and action. What I mean is that tribes or groups have a greater capacity to achieve more in a positive way than any individual could on their own in most cases. That's because most people have this desire to belong. And some people don't believe in their ability to achieve things and they lose motivation and hope. But when it comes to either business or personal goals, people lack confidence in themselves and then they lack that motivation and they don't have enough support. They need to gain momentum and achieve and they tend to then let things fall by the wayside and they tell themselves all sorts of stupid stories like, 
well, I was meant to fail. <laughs> I've done this before. I've never achieved. Why would it happen now? And we talk ourselves out of success. That's why I created a membership and a tribe called the Coaching Success Accelerator on Facebook because people need this sort of support. A rising tide lifts all shifts. Ships, I should say. <laughs> Purposeful and positive tribes can help us to stretch and grow what beyond what we thought was possible for ourselves. That's because we're invested in the bigger vision. We're more likely to strive for something that's greater than ourselves than we are to strive for something for ourselves in many cases. So in a positive and supportive tribe, we may more likely persist with something until we achieve it and support others on their journey. It's very cohesive and collaborative. My third reason or my third why for positivity mattering and being important is that positivity kills stress. And without harping on the cajillions of studies out there, stress is clearly one of the modern society's biggest killers and disablers. Yes, of course, lower stress and more positivity can slow down aging. It can reduce the risk of many diseases and health conditions, and it can also get rid of the bad habits that cause those diseases in the first place. Think about it. If you're feeling positive, you're less likely to comfort eat, for example. If you're less stressed, then you're more or less likely to have specific cravings for sugar and carbs and crunchy foods, for example. But more immediately, being positive fosters an open and creative brain state. And that's essential for solving problems, making decisions, building businesses and persisting toward goals. So getting rid of stress is really critical. I don't know if you can hear the wind outside. It's just suddenly got very windy here. <laughs> I can hear branches hitting my roof. Luckily, I'm inside. So reason number four the fourth reason that positivity is important is because it improves our overall experience of life. Think about how feeling positive impacts your day-to-day -day life. What happens for you when you feel positive? I've been speaking with some people recently, some of my clients, and I found out some really interesting things. Someone recently noticed a dozen shifts or more in their behaviour and experience of life in just a week as a result of being more positive. They were able to quickly create a positive upward spiral. The first shift of that person mentioned was that they had more collaborative and compassionate relationships. They were able to better connect with their partner and family, have greater forgiveness, be more open, have less judgement and set better boundaries. And they felt better equipped to uphold their personal boundaries and make better decisions for themselves, which in turn fostered for them a sense of self-confidence. As a result of those things, they had more energy and headspace to be proactive with their own health and well-being habits. That's pretty powerful. As a result of all of those things, they felt more able to take action with some of the tasks in their business that they perceived as being difficult and which they might have otherwise struggled with on a less resilient day. And that leads me to the fifth reason why positivity is important. Positivity builds resilience and an upward spiral via the broaden and build concept. And that's basically what I've just described. One positive leads to the next and the next and the next. So in a nutshell, what the broaden and build concept is, and it's a, a theory developed by Barbara Fredrickson, 
the more positivity that you experience in your life, the more positivity that you will create and the more resilience you will build. It just keeps going from there. Now think about how important that is for anybody embarking on any sort of journey of change. Think about how important positivity and resilience will be if you're going on a journey to lose weight, if you're starting up a business, if you're entering a new relationship, if you're starting a new job. Resilience is about your capacity to cope and thrive despite those changes and disruptions to your normal habits and patterns. So I could rant on with many more reasons why positivity is important, but I think those five are probably the most important in my point of view. Let's take a step further and say, what could positivity do for your business? If you're a business owner, maybe this is relevant for you. I think that positivity is vital for any business owner. I know what it's like for myself to be working on my own, having to cope with the good and bad, juggling the many different roles that come up in a business, handling supplies and staff. There's a lot that can happen to build stress. There's a lot of things that can sap your energy or knock your confidence. And if you have stuff going on in your personal life, it can be a struggle just to get to the office in the morning. Building positivity can counteract all of those things. In your business, if you exude positivity and make it part of your essence of your business, then you're going to attract people who are forward-looking, who wish to change, who and who want to be part of something that you're building. So it's a great recipe for attracting the right clients. And the other part of it is that business is a creative pursuit. And as we've discussed, stress is the opposite of creativity. So by bringing more positivity into your life, you can roll with the punches more easily and you have more creativity, creativity, I should say, to bring to your business so that you can actually keep taking action and getting traction. Okay, hopefully I've convinced you that positivity is essential. And it's not to exclude the negativity. Let me just go back to that point and say that negativity and negative emotions do come up. They're valid and they have a purpose. But as often as we can create positivity, it's going to bring more to our lives and allow us to achieve more. Here are five simple ways to increase positivity. Now, if you're in my Habitology membership right now, you know that we're studying this in December. We're looking at lots of different options for decreasing negativity and increasing positivity, and you'll be working through a few of those this month. I'm really interested to know how this ends up impacting your business and life over that focused study period of the month. Um, and I'm excited about doing this work with you. I can't wait to dive deep because I know how transformational it can be to just stick to one thing for a month and to see a difference. But just for those of you listening to this podcast, I want to share of that big list that we have, my favourite ways of increasing positivity. And I like them because they're simple they're effective and most of them don't take a lot of time. The first one, and I think this one is a no-brainer for everybody, is to dispute negative thinking. That's the first step to increasing positivity. Most of us have faulty thinking patterns like catastrophizing or comparing or labeling, black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, those sorts of things. And we have those on a rinse and repeat cycle in our brains. It's happening automatically. 
So it's our work to notice those things and turn them out from emotive statements into factual statements. So instead of creating drama around everything, we can learn to just pull it back to the facts and calm down. We can unlearn those patterns of catastrophizing and negative thinking and create healthier patterns. The second way to boost positivity is to connect with others. And I say this is as one of my top five because, as you probably noticed too, a lot of people feel and say that they are isolated and lonely, yet connection with others is said to be a key part in the longevity of our oldest living people around the world. So it's obviously a key factor in a long life. And if you're going to live a long life, you may as well feel connected rather than a long and lonely life, right? (laughs) Even if you're struggling, and I have this myself on days I feel very anxious, you can reach out to someone via a text message, a phone conversation, or if you feel up to it, visiting a friend. And any of those things can help you to create a connection and that will boost your well-being and positivity. The third way to build positivity is to connect with nature. There's so much to be said about connecting with nature, so many good parts about it. We experience awe, gratitude, serenity, inspiration and love, and it facilitates mindfulness. It's easy to do, simple and powerful, and requires no tools. So connecting with nature is something that everybody can do. Number four, assess your media diet. And this links back to number one with the negative thinking patterns. These days, media catastrophizes everything and it divides and conquers people based on opinion and bias. That's just how it is. Being selective with what you read and watch and who you listen to can make a massive difference to your state of mind. What you're plugging into your tape recorder via the media is critical for positivity or not. And number five is to reconstruct sorry, reconstruct your day. This is a bigger exercise, but it can be transformational, and that's why I wanted to mention it. You can write down how you spend the major chunks of time in your typical day. For example, starting with waking up, getting ready for work, having breakfast, driving to work, eating lunch. So maybe those are some of the milestone events in your day, and you would rate your level of positivity for each of those. What that gives you is some clues about where your life circumstances might be conjuring up negative emotions, and then you're able to take steps to do something about those things so that you can also not just decrease negativity, but build positivity. And here are two examples, one of decreasing negativity and one of building positivity. On the decreasing negativity side, let's say that you notice In your weekly staff meeting, you feel anxious because there's a difficult person who always seems to create tension and you start feeling anxious about being in that situation that you can't control. So one thing you could do there on noticing that negativity that that situation generates is you could decide to change your thinking about this person and see things a different way. For example, wondering what the positives might be that could come out of this situation, just flipping it over and saying, well, what's the good in this? Maybe there is some. Or perhaps it's just a matter of feeling compassion for that person that they're behaving like this. It can't be enjoyable for them. Maybe they've got stuff going on that you don't know about. So perhaps thinking about your perspective and what you're making that mean could totally change your experience of it and reduce the negativity. And here's another example. On the flip side, you might notice that you enjoy your lunch breaks outside and you feel positive then. 
you could build on that positive experience by practicing mindfulness during your lunch break intentionally or by also walking and exploring the area around you after you've eaten or perhaps to invite a friend to join you for some of your lunch break to increase your sense of connectedness. In either of those cases, you're proactively changing your attitude and experience of that time in your day to make it more positive. Okay, now let's recap everything that we've covered today. Positivity is a recognized science and it's defined by a feeling and a suite of 10 positives to positive emotions. Positivity has been quantified and I will be talking about that in another episode. That's the positivity ratio. We've talked about a lot of benefits that come from increasing your positivity. I can't say it now. But to sum it up, it creates more positivity in your life. And the more you do that, the better experience of work-life relationships in yourself you will have. The five simple ways I mentioned to build more positivity could include disputing your negative thoughts, connecting with others, connecting with nature, assessing your media diet, and reconstructing your day. These are just a few, and of course you would know others like gratitude journaling, acts of kindness, and those sorts of things, which also create positivity. Having said all that, I invite you to reflect on this for yourself and ask what your life might be like if you were more positive, if you experienced more positive emotions. What would be different for you? And if you need help to get on top of this, visit melaniejwhite.com forward slash habitology to learn how I can help you to become a more positive and fulfilled person. Okay, that's it from me for today. I look forward to seeing you next time and stay positive. Bye for now.